it's the next level. Once I started doing the No Shade stuff, he was kind of on his own too, the lead singer. And I had put out that song alone. And shortly after that, he did put out a song that sounded exactly like my song. Like top melody was like way too similar. It could have completely been coincidental. Like I said, no shade, like at all. I'm not, I'm not that dude, but I was like, oh, you know what? Like, instead of putting in that curse word right before the breakdown, like, why don't I just put in something stupid? And I got on my mic and I was just like, wait, his song sounds like mine. And I like have it slow down. And that's where that came from. Well, I, uh, <laughs> um, I, do you want me to throw shade on, on your behalf? <laughs> you can go for it. Like, how dare you, sir? How dare you steal that song? <laughs> it, I don't, I mean, it could have been coincidental. The other thing is like, and I mean, I'm sure he's, he's not listening to this. I, I, I don't think he, I oh, mean, thanks. <laughs> no, no, I'm no. Joking. I, I, <laughs> I mean, like if anything, he would try, he would probably try to avoid anything involving me right now. Um, and I did not mean to like have bad blood with him at all, but um, too late. If anything, like I'm sure, I'm sure it could have been coincidental, but he was like one of the top listeners on that song. Like on SoundCloud, you can look at your top listeners, and for yeah. that song alone, he was like one of the top listeners. So he did like, it on purpose. Oh, like I don't know. He did it on purpose. Like, yeah, like I don't he, know. he definitely did. It. He he knew it was going to blow up. He knew that one day you were going to be on a podcast, and that that was going to be the favorite of the host, and you were gonna they were gonna play it. And yeah, he did it. He did it on purpose. He knew. Well, you know what? There you go. There's there is the shade. There has been shade. <laughs> I should change my name now. There it shouldn't be no shade. It should be that like no, no. there has been shade. No, 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 no. You you keep your name. You didn't throw the shade. I did. Uh, but some of those were bummers. Some of the stories were bummers, and I'd rather not leave you on a segment with a bummer if at all possible. So here's a funny story. Apropos of nothing, just wanted to bring it up because I don't think I've talked about it on the show. If I have, my bad, it's fine. So this was like 2004, maybe 05. Uh, we went to the mall, and by we, I mean my brother Bill, myself, our friend Steph. We all worked at a camp together. I think her brother was there. I can't remember. But we went up to the mall, and we decided... So again, this is 2004, 2005. Cell phones were a thing. People had them, but they weren't exactly, uh, you know, surgically attached to them like they are today. So we decided we were just going to catch some passersby and say, hey, do you know what time it is? And just see how many people would, will A, answer us, and B, uh, if they pulled out their watch or if they looked at their watch or pulled out their phone. And the number of people who pulled out their phone using the same hand that their watch was on was astounding. And again, 2005, like cell phones, again, were a thing, but they weren't, you know, people weren't walking into fountains or uh, disrupting traffic or, you know, uh, leaving their kids to go mess around on their phones like they do now. But uh, is that too far? No, it's fine. Um, so it was really, you know, it was amazing that people were like, hey, we're like, hey, do you know what time it is? And um, people would be wearing watches and have to and reach into their pockets and pull out their phones to uh, to tell us what time it was. Now I think if you do that today, well, okay. Um, imagine there's not a pandemic and you can go to the mall and talk to people and be around people. But if you did that like in let's say a year ago, 
people would probably just ignore you because they would think you have a phone and think you were messing with them or just wanted them to take out their phones, you could steal it. So times have changed is what I mean to say, but it was, uh, it was amazing how many people were wearing watches at the time and still, I guess, did not trust them to tell us what time it was. <laughs> wow, this guy is super classy. Oh, this is a little, yeah. wow. <laughs> <laughs> He's classy. He makes detailed notes. This, what does this guy not do? I don't know. What a what a the great dishes. thing to learn right at the end of the interview here. What a <laughs> I don't do dishes because I don't use dishes. Hunter lives with Nate. What is your what is your opinion, Hunter? That is, wow. <laughs> he doesn't clean his bathroom, that's for sure. Oh wow. The roommate share they, they don't even throw out the the inside of the toilet paper once they're done. They just leave it on the floor. Come on, man. Sorry to expose you. Come on, man. Uh, Speaking of spilling tea, Jesus Christ. Oh, my gosh. He's the one that does use the dishes and doesn't clean them. Oh. Your bathroom is disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) I love how they're literally one room away from each other. Like (laughs) They can't even stand to be in the same room together. That's how bad this is. Wow. Wow. I, I mean, that feels like a really bad way to end the interview, but at the same time, I have nothing to top that. That's fantastic. And Nate, I was riding with you, but you should be ashamed of yourself. Really? That's, that's what that is. You can that's, still come on, man. Clean your, you can still take a clean your bathroom, man. You can still wash your hands. It's not actually, it's not even oh. that it's dirty. It's just that it's very unorganized. It's not that it's dirty. It's just that I don't clean it. <laughs> Wow. We'll agree to disagree. I mean, that's that's probably the best way to go here. <laughs> yep. uh, except a hot dog's not a sandwich. Sorry, Chris. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. You know, it's not for everybody. Whatever. <laughs> he's never going to want to come back. He's going to leave the band, or if you guys come back on the show, he's not coming back. No, I'm going to come back. No doubt. I'm going to come back with only hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Who would even put weenies on a sandwich anyway? I, I don't know. I, I, mean, I don't know. If you're poor, you just slice the weenie in half and put it on bread, you know, and eat it like that. Yeah. There, it's a sandwich that way. I don't want to think about it. Now you're just being silly. You're just being silly. Come on. Come on. Uh, (laughs) But this was, uh, this was fantastic. And I thank all of you for joining me. And again, I'm glad this worked. And uh, yeah, but next time, I don't know, we'll have to talk to a new drummer because Chris will be out of the band, I guess. (laughs) But no, seriously, thank you for, uh, thank you for joining me. This was so much fun. Yeah, thanks again for having us. If you had a button on your desk that summoned somebody with a beverage when you pressed it, what drink are you getting? And Josh, (laughs) you had a very specific one. Yes. Uh, So it's not just an Arnold Palmer, which, by the way, is delicious. Mm -hmm. It's Arnold Palmer from Chick-fil-A. Now, hell yeah, I I do enjoy Chick-fil-A from time to time. And, uh, you know, their stuff, their views aside, whatever, their food's good. Um, I love the Arnold Palmer, the drink. I don't think I've had, cause I'm not supposed to have iced tea anymore. Cause the doctor was like, Hey buddy, cool it. So I said, Oh, uh, what about the Arnold Palmer from Chick-fil-A puts it over the top for you? So I just want, before I get, before I get into that, whenever you're talking about the former president, which wait, are we scrubbing his name? Are we, are we reviving, revising history on this show? No, no. Is, is he Voldemort? 
But, it, but anyways, no, no. I don't want to go down that do rabbit mean? hole. What do you mean? I was president. Nobody's better president than me. Nobody. Sorry. <laughs> so I'm going to keep us from going down that rabbit hole. And I just want to say the button that summoned a beverage whenever you pressed it from a butler. That makes me think of Richie Rich. Yes. I know. <laughs> Didn't he have the milkshake? <laughs> did he have the milkshake button? He would yeah, call yeah. Cadbury and he would summon a milkshake. <laughs> I didn't even make that connection until like forty-five seconds ago. Whenever you were, whenever you were transitioning into it, oh it man, made me think of Richie Rich with McCulley McCulley cooking with the button. <laughs> oh my god! All oh. right. That's great. Okay. All right. So you're Arnold, you're Arnold Palmer from Chick-fil-A. Yeah. So um, I like to think of myself as a connoisseur of beverages. Whenever G-Love says I like cold beverages, well, I love cold beverages. I mean, but fast food teas are not good. They're just not. I don't know if you've had a sweet tea from like McDonald's or Burger King or oh, Taco Bell. The McDonald's Bell. sweet tea is awful. Yeah. it's They're all garbage. However, Chick-fil-A's sweet tea... I don't know what they do with it. I don't know if they actually warm brew it or or have some weird mix that maybe some other places might. It has to be warm brewed. Like from actual tea leaves because it is delicious. It is very good sweet tea. It is the right amount of sweet, the right amount of tea leaf in it, the right amount of steep, and it has the right amount of just pure water runoff. That just kind of like blows off of your palate after you drink it and your mouth feels cleansed. There's not a late, there's no lingering sweet taste and there's no invasive amount of lingering tea taste. It just washes off your tongue nicely and it makes you want to take another drink. It's the very much kind of the, well, their lemonade is, their lemonade is, it's good lemonade. It's very pulpy. So I, again, I don't know how they make it, but it's very good lemonade. It tastes like fresh squeezed lemonade. And whenever those two things come together, it is a really, really delicious Arnold Palmer. It's almost as if they developed their tea and their lemonade to go together or to make it to oh, make no. it to make it go together properly. Oh, while still I thought being I lost good. you. But were you reading my thing in the discord? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that to me. Uh, well. I didn't want to do it on the show. I figured that would be that that would have been too much, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they just Sorry. come together. Yeah. So Sorry folks. Basically, they're two great tastes that taste great together. Yeah. Oh man, that's great. What a great explanation that we finally found our way to. Oh I man. know. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I had a mishap on Sunday. Uh so it's so dumb. I cut my foot shaving. Now I know what you're thinking. Hey, Pat, why are you shaving your foot? Do you have so much hair on your foot that you have to shave it? Uh, can you be more careful? Can you use an electric razor? What happened? I don't have so much hair on my foot that I have to shave it. That's not the issue. When I shave my face, I like to shave in the shower because then I can just wash it all off and get everything, uh, you know, taken care of all in one spot. I don't have to worry about like cleaning the sink and you know, getting a, making a mess outside there. I just do it all in the shower. It's all contained. And so I bought a little mirror, and that's why I'll never put the word mirror in a song, because it's really hard to say quickly. 
uh, that you know sticks to the wall, and you can. There's a little holder thing for the razor. So I turn the shower on, I put the mirror on the wall, and I put my razor in the little handle thing to get myself ready. I was about to get in the shower so I could shave and take care of all that stuff. And the mirror falls off the wall, and the razor hit the inside of my left foot, like right above my heel, and left a cut that is as long as the razor blade. And, oh, I, maybe I should mention it's a, it was a brand new razor, a brand new blade. And so, like, fresh, out of the box, razor just fell off the, uh, the wall, fell off the handle thing, and hit the floor of the tub and kind of, like, skidded forward right on my heel. It is very painful still. And, uh, yeah, it sucked. It really sucked. And I'm just sitting here like this is like one of the dumbest things I've ever done because all I was trying to do was, you know, clean myself up, shave, shower, get all that stuff done. And uh, instead, I now have to deal with this stupid cut on my foot that's in a weird spot. And I don't know if it's getting any better. I don't think it's worse. It hasn't changed colors, but it's uh, it's no good. So, yeah, I cut my foot trying to shave in the shower because that the mirror just fell right off the wall. So I threw that away immediately, and I'll have to figure out something else. Maybe I don't have to actually need the mirror anyway. I can just do it, shave blindly. No? All right. Well, so I guess if you have a suggestion, because we have a second shower curtain rod on the other side of the, of the shower to hang stuff on. So if there's a, a little, like, fogless mirror, gee, that sounds worse, um, that I can hang like that, somebody let me know, all right? Because that was the big thing about this uh, this mirror that it was fogless and I could actually see while I'm showering. So if you have one of those or if you know of one of those that exists that I can use, uh, let me know, all right? Because uh, that was very painful. So, so there you go. And that is my embarrassing story. Well, on top of your embarrassing story, so the first thing was I got a computer virus because I wasn't paying attention. And the second thing was I, uh, I cut my foot shaving in the shower. And that headline is that way on purpose. So, <laughs> so there you go. Um, thank you for sharing your stories with me. Uh, I appreciate all of them. Again, it made me feel a little bit better about myself. Um, but now that I told it out loud for the first time, Jill was here, by the way, and she uh, helped me. She uh, bandaged me up and um, made like a, I don't know what you call it, but she wrapped my foot in a couple of old towels. So, well, they they weren't old at the time, but they're gone now. So, <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, that was um, that was pretty bad. It was uh, it was a mess, and uh, I don't know, I don't know. It's painful. So there you go. Thank you for sharing with me. I'm glad you're all okay. I will let you know uh, when I become okay. That might take a while. Who knows? And this next story I saw that really rubbed me the wrong way. I, I don't know why. I just don't know why this had to happen. So I saw this on Twitter. It was a story from People Magazine. Three sons were expelled from a Catholic school because their mom is on OnlyFans. And if you don't know, OnlyFans is a subscription site where you pay and you get to see, yeah, pay, that was a weird way to say that, where you pay money to someone. So, so in this case, you pay money to this woman and she, you get to see her collection of risque photos. Maybe they're nude, maybe they're not. I don't know. I don't subscribe to her page. Yeah, damn it, I should have, right? Should I have done that for research for this, for this bit? Maybe? I don't know. Anyway, um, so the way they found out, the way the school found out, is apparently a parent stumbled onto her page, and I, I don't believe that for a second. And of course he told his wife, 
So what I think really happened here was that she caught him peeking because he wasn't doing it incognito or uh, he just wasn't smart about it. And he then was like, oh, huh, 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 huh. and then maybe he ratted the mom out and said, oh, that's uh, this person's mom from school. Or she saw one of the pictures and said, hey, that's what's her name. I don't know what her name is. Uh, and that's my fault. But yeah, and then a group of moms, I'm guessing spearheaded by this wife who uh, caught her husband. And I don't, again, I don't know if she's actually caught her husband doing this, but I'm going to say that's how this played out. Uh, so a group of moms printed out all the pictures and sent them to the school, the church, and the bishop. So they just went all the way up the chain in the church hierarchy to say, hey, this lady's doing something gross. We don't like it. So they sent like a dossier, like she's f Carmen San Diego. And I, I don't understand, like, why would you do this? Why? Why? What does this have to do with you? Answer, nothing. Nothing at all. And the best part is, well, not the best part, but like a funny part of this is in order to, like, it's how these subscription sites work. In order to see everything that's on there, like all of the pictures and whatever else is there, you have to be a member. Like you have to subscribe to that specific person's page. So meaning you have to pay them to see all of the stuff they put up. And so someone, I'm guessing the dad, was a paid member. And then once his wife caught him, she said, oh, nope, we're taking all of that. So they printed out all her pictures, apparently, and sent them to all of the bosses. And then the school freaked out because people are weird. And then she was removed as a class mom. Her kid is in second grade, I think. And uh, they removed her as a class mom over parent concerns. And it's just like, I don't, I mean, okay, that part of it, I guess, you know, if parents start freaking out, you gotta, you know, you gotta do something. Take the mom out of the things. If you don't want the mom involved in programs because parents are weird. All right, that part of it makes a little bit of sense. But why did the kids have to get kicked out of school? That's the part that I'm stuck on. So the mom makes a lot of money. Apparently, she makes $150,000 a week for all these photos. And she did it because she was, uh, I think her, her and her husband were going through a rough patch and they decided, hey, let's do this. I want to feel sexy again or something like that. And um, which I think is actually a pretty cool reason to do that now that I think about it. But anyway, so the mom makes a lot of money sharing some risque photos of herself. And somehow that means her kids can't go to Catholic school anymore. I just don't understand why you have to come down on the kids and, and take something away from the kids because you don't like what the mom's doing. She's not doing anything illegal. You know, yes, maybe uh, it's immoral or whatever, but it's not against the law. And from what I understand, the school is now going to add a part to their handbook saying, oh, if you're involved in a website that doesn't go with our views or code or whatever, then, you know, you can't do that. So up until this point, it was not against the school rules either. So because a bunch of moms, here's what I think happened. It's either, maybe it's both of these things. Somebody caught her husband peeping at this, uh, this class mom and said, nope, we're putting a stop to this. Or they found out about it and, said, and got jealous that they don't make all that money by, you know, doing whatever it is that they do on OnlyFans. And they decided, no, we have, somebody has to be punished for this. And I don't understand what the what the deal was. Um, that I just I don't know what the connection is between mom doing risque, you know, sharing risque photos and kids getting kicked out of school. 
I just don't see what one has to do with the other. You don't have to agree with it. You don't have to like it. You don't have to subscribe to it to see it. You don't have to look at it at all ever again. But to kick the kids out of school over something the mom did that, again, is not against the law just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm too far removed from that crowd because I do know some people who would have definitely been leading the charge. If Say if this happened in my school community, I do know some people who would have led the charge to get a mom uh, to get, you know, whatever, a kid's kicked out of school or something because of the mom sharing uh, lingerie photos or whatever. I, I definitely... I, they exist. They for sure do, and I know them. But uh, it just, I don't see the leap from, ew, mom is gross, to, hey, kick her kids out of school. Three of them. I just don't understand how that makes sense, and I don't know. I, I just don't know. All right? So if somebody knows, um, you know what? Maybe that's inviting too much Not You know what? Forget it. If somebody knows what's going on here, somebody can explain to me, connect the uh, the two things together for me. Uh, that'd be great. All right. Ever write the Meltic Pat? We'll see what's going on. I think what I do very, like what I like to do and what I do on a project is that I, I like to orchestrate what other artists do. I like to encourage Wormtooth is kind of a, uh, I, I like to encourage people to do something else on it and then have to use that, what they thought of in the song and use that to build the song that I, originally envisioned and, and it drags it in different directions than I was picturing. And so in that way of always trying to kind of be a perfectionist and add all these things, that is kind of what Dave's Inferno is about, right? It's about perfectionism. And that's what the interview at least touches on to some extent, uh, this person constantly trying to finish this video game. So in that way, yes, like I want to make sure that we win the violinist that we brought in for uh dave's theme that like she's a classically trained violinist she plays for real like i want to make sure that her her stuff is done justice with a sample from a video game right <laughs> and like a noise uh that same track has like a noise breakdown and uh you know that that has to be um it, it means that you have to up the the quality of the finished product a little more. There are more critics on board. And everybody kind of gets to do their own, uh, as they say in wrestling, get their spots in. And right. to be able to pull all that together into just a, a project like this is really, I mean, it's got to be awesome, right? Well, and yes. And that's the, that's the thing is like wrestling is such a good, uh, a good example because wrestling often the, the people that are, like what you want to do in wrestling is not make yourself look good. You want to make the other person look good. Yeah. Like you want to make, and like you want to make everyone at the show look good and the bad guys look bad, but in a, in a way that makes them look like they're succeeding at what they're trying to do, even when they fail or even when, uh, and so that's like, a, I think that's the, the difficult, that's the most difficult, but most rewarding part of it. I think. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you're putting on a show, you're putting out uh, an album that I wish was real. Um, you're, you know, going through this whole adventure of trying to find this uh, apparently not real video game. Sure. Uh, and <laughs> and you're uh, using everyone else, like everyone kind of has to come in and play their role, but also has to find a way to fit in with everyone else, even without knowing what that really means. Or even knowing what the finished product will be like. 
That's in it. a lot yeah. of the cases. I mean, there is no product here, but right. you know, yeah. So that has to be extra difficult. So kudos to everybody involved, I would say. And two of you were like brand new to the band, right? You said you yep. were only in for a few months before this got recorded. So this was kind of your initiation officially into the band, wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. And and going back to thinking that we must like there's gonna be like disagreements in certain ways that we work or write or you know, just how we want something to pan out in a song. But it was like we gave each other the time. No one was down each other's throats. Like it's oh, we're doing drums now. Well, Graham and Sage is doing drums and the rest of the guys are like chilling out or rewriting songs because we literally had the whole forest. It was this whole cabin complex. So, you know, we had the chance to like separate and take the time as well as when we came together. It was just like, bang, this just sounds amazing. So I would definitely recommend writing a record is just separate yourself from like the internet, people, everyday life, city life or whatever. And your, yeah. your mind's just, your mind opens up to stuff that you don't even know about. It's crazy. I think that was like the perfect thing we could have done too, was to go out into the woods where there's no service, there's no internet. All you have is each other and the great outdoors. And for Thad and I especially, and probably you too, because you're not from Arizona either, like just to be back in the environment where there's green. I mean, it was a little brown, but there's still (laughs) green. Um, (laughs) And trees everywhere. Like that was just like... Trees? Everywhere trees? What the hell is this place? That was weird. I I think that unlocked so much of my brain and like yeah. ability to just really think about everything and just a place that I was comfortable. Uh, it felt like home and we made it home for 10 days. So that was really cool for me. And that's another thing that I took from Mayday Parade. They did that for uh, one of their records. And I was like, that's like the coolest thing I've ever seen. Sorry, I'm going to get coined right now. <laughs> <laughs> I remember last time I got so many coins because I couldn't stop swearing. <laughs> it's fine. It does. It doesn't take any real effort to do that. So cool. please don't hold back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry for the new guys. Uh, you may be censored by the Super Mario coin sound effect, but don't let that stop you. Dope. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm pretty conscious of stuff like that. So I don't know if I've <laughs> swore yet. Have I? I don't think I have. I don't think so. I don't think, so. I don't think anything you said sounded like a swear word either. No. Those are the most fun where it's not a swear word, but it sounds like it. So it's funnier to put a coin on it anyway. And then like the sentence <laughs> just like, makes sense. What did he say? <laughs> what was that? Somebody asked me recently, are there unedited versions of interviews that I've done? And the answer is absolutely not. That's no fun. I'm not keeping two files. It's <laughs> too much work. It. It's enough work to put these together once. So I'm not doing it again. <laughs> but you know what also sucks? This is less serious. But the pandemic has robbed me of one thing in particular that I just thought about recently. I do not, because I'm working at home, right? So I don't go into the office. I don't interact with you know, my coworkers in person. So I don't have a chance to sit in a room or in a place around a group of mothers and they would ask ine- inevitably how Jill is doing. And I'd say, oh, she's really uncomfortable. And uh, I know what that feels like because I had a kidney stone one time. And I just, I don't have the opportunity to watch their faces just twist up and their jaws drop and listen to them say, you know what? And get all mad at me. I, I am, uh, I've been robbed of that. And I, I know it's a dumb thing, but I think it'd be really funny because the joke doesn't really land virtually. Right, it doesn't really have the same kick that it would 
if I was in person with some people, some mothers especially, who know what it's like to be pregnant, and that's a joke for two people, and, uh, you know, I'm kind of missing out on that. So that's a bit of a bummer. However, comma, the fact that I don't have to go anywhere and be around people has taken away any opportunity that I would have to fall down in public. I don't know if I've told this on the uh, the podcast before, but uh, I know I did it on the live show. I was uh, running for the bus, so I was leaving work. I was at the store. This was years ago. And I was counting out my drawer, and I couldn't figure out. Like, I had to do it quickly because the bus was coming soon, and it was the last one for the day. And so I had to run all the way across the mall to go get it. So I'm trying to count my drawer, and I'm short $11 exactly. I'm like, I know that I didn't screw up giving back change or getting change or whatever. So it can't be off, like this can't be something that I did wrong because I know that I wouldn't do that. So I'm looking, I'm counting, like I can't figure out what this is. I have to leave in like a minute and a half. I'm like, what the hell's going on? So I lifted up the drawer of the register and I found coin rolls, $10 and quarters, $1 and pennies. There's my $11. Sigh of relief, you know, um, pick my jaw up off the floor, whatever. I don't even think that sounded like a real sentence, but yeah, so I, I got done, I got out of there, and I just sprint across the mall. And again, I'm at the clear other end of the mall from the bus stop, and I only have, you know, 60 seconds or so to get there. I've got to dodge all the people, make sure I get out to the right spot. So I'm running, and I get to the last corner. I pass by, so T-Mobile's on my left. Uh, what's on, what was on the right of T-Mobile? Is it Gertrude Hawk, I think, on my right? And so I make a wide turn because I don't want to hit anybody, right? And, you know, you keep right past left, right? So I make a wide turn, and uh, <laughs> the rest of me, well, my feet went further than the rest of me, and so I, uh, I slid down, landed on my side, somehow, and I could never do this again if I tried, certainly not now, and somehow I, like, rolled, kind of, like, a, not a, it wasn't great, it didn't look graceful. I'm not saying that I just you know, this looked planned, like it was a pratfall or a stunt in a movie. But I kind of like rolled on my side and then popped right up and ran out the door and got the bus just in time. People were like, dude, you all right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. And I'm just running. And it was like almost one fluid motion, but not really because it's me. But yeah, I, uh, I now don't have to worry about the point of that is I now don't have to worry because I don't go anywhere about falling down in public and have people make fun of me. Um, but yeah, people falling down is funny, unless they're, you know, elderly or disabled or whatever. I mean, I am disabled, but I'm not old, so it's funny, right? It's funny when people fall down. Once they're okay, I guess. that's Maybe that's the qualifier instead. So yeah, I don't have to worry about that anymore, running for trains or buses. I also don't run for trains or buses anymore because of that, pretty much. So uh, <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, I'll get the next one or I'll figure out another way. But yeah, so... Uh, while I am bummed out that I don't get to tell my uh, kidney stone pregnancy joke, I am relieved that I do not have to worry about falling down in public. That's awesome. I love it. Who wants to fall down in public? Really? Honestly, right? Unless it's funny like I just described. Maybe that's not funny to you. Maybe you're like, oh my God, are you all right? I'm okay. Well, from that fall. I mean, in general, maybe not. But uh, from that incident, I uh, suffered no further injury. So there you go. All right, at least they're really proficient at what they're doing, kind of like Steel Panther, except when they play cart, uh, they play concerts to uh, maskless COVID-having people in like four months ago. Not cool, but also 
if there was a band to that had to break all the COVID laws because they were too rock, Steel Panther. it's Steel Panther. Steel Panther. I'm like, I'm like, if Steel, if anyone's gonna give me COVID, it better be Steel Panther. I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna go risk COVID for like Trapped in Smash Mouth, who played a show six or seven months ago. Like, yeah, no masks, no distancing, forget that. I'm like, yeah, I'm not risking COVID for you, Jokers. Can you imagine hearing? Uh, Head strong, I'll take you on. Right, followed immediately by somebody wants to. <laughs> like, what a weird, like, that is like musical whiplash. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. I can't imagine it, but you know what? I'm going to find a way to put it in right here so everybody else can hear it. So we can hear it when the show goes up. That makes put that sense. little, those beginnings in there. Wait, <laughs> why does it make sense? Because you're, you're taking commercial <laughs> hard rock and you're taking like alternative rock from the exact same time. So if you look at it in the nostalgia sense that like I grew up with both of those bands on the radio, it's not that far off if you were like into one of those bands that you would know the other one. You would one know the other like, one to go because it's it's just like See, it's not like trapped is like metal or something you know they're just like rock they're just like wow you're really calling out trap hard see i <laughs> i thought you were just say like you know why they go together because they're both who don't care about other people <laughs> i mean that guy did get banned from all social media because he's a piece of so well yeah he then like announced like a thing where only the pra- like all proud boys were allowed to go to his concert i mean I don't know. We try not to be super political as a band, but sure. maybe, maybe I can convince James over here to allow us allow us to say, I don't think we should be favoring the white nationalists. <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think our fun poppy music lines up with uh, new Nazis. That's. I don't think that's our target target demographic. But also, we're old Nazis. I never, I never thought it would be Smash Mouth demographic. <laughs> <laughs> And like honestly, I'm I'm surprised. And Smash Mouth have layers, like an ogre <laughs> or an onion. I mean, they did Shrek, so either way, that tracks. Yeah, yes. yeah. The Shrek money doesn't last forever. But also, the funny thing about the uh, a funny, I think I remember that that concert. I also think was uh, mainly it was like a biker. It was fest. Sturgis, which is what? like a big. Like oh, was it festival? Oh, yeah, was it the a, big? I thought it was bike festival. Yeah. I thought it was the biker festival, it is. and like it's a, it's a it's a rock festival for bikers and Sturgis. Yeah. So imagine if you're like a really intense Harley Davidson riding dude, and you roll and up you, with your and, smash mouth, and you roll up, <laughs> you roll up, <laughs> and you roll up, might as well be walking on the sun. Like what? No, or, or, or it says accidentally in love. You know. Ag- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't that uh that's that was, counting crows? Counting crows. Counting crows. Counting crows. Counting crows. Yeah. They did uh I'm a believer. <laughs> Smash Others I'm a believer. Was, that was a cover also. Oh, of yeah. course. Yeah, but it was a good one. Like Smash Mouth are one of those bands that have like an incredibly like you know, we're doing nothing but making fun of them right now. I gotta give credit where credit's due. Walking on the Sun is one of the coolest songs. It's almost as good as Smooth by uh Carlos Santana featuring Rob Thomas. Yes. And uh no, they're fun. Like you yeah, no, they're a good Smash time. Smash records are fun. Yeah, like, they are. Yeah, no, yeah. they're they're fun. But this band, that like, it's so weird. You ever see like, there's just some bands who have like an innate talent at covering other bands, and Smash Mouth just always do great covers. Also, wasn't there a thing where they keep throwing? They kept throwing bread at the lead singer. <laughs> I think you're thinking of the Foo Fighters and Mentos. 
No, no, no. The Foo Fighters and Mentos was a fun thing. This was a negative thing where someone threw a piece of bread at the lead singer of Smash Mouth one time. And he was like, stop throwing bread at me. And the, and that clip just went viral. So everyone kept showing up at their shows with a loaf of bread to just throw it at him. Wait, loaves of bread, not like slices or rolls yeah, or something? Like, slice by slice. Like oh. bread or are we talking like a hard Italian? <laughs> They're throwing like ciabatta at it. <laughs> like a javelin. <laughs> they're, they're throwing what's that hard that hard italian cookie biscotti, biscotti. they're throwing biscotti oh my gosh biscotti and smash mouth <laughs> just that would like if that hit you more going as fast as like a pitcher would throw it would cut your face open a piece of biscotti i don't think somebody's pitching a hundred mile per hour biscotti fastballs you're lucky you're lucky they weren't doing it when lenny kravitz had his incident <laughs> <laughs> now that's a callback that is is it worth it to get COVID if you can hit the Smash Mouth guy with the biscotti cookie? Uh, now I'm just thinking of the headline, Lenny Kravitz circumcised at concert. Italian <laughs> <laughs> biscotti. He's a Kravitz. That was done when he was a very small child. <laughs> I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show before. I feel like I have because it's been a problem for me for quite some time, but it keeps coming up again. And I don't mind it as a like a TV plot device, like it makes sense and that's fine. But when people text on TV, I can never read what the f they say. I can't. Re I don't know if it's me. Like I can't see. Maybe I need new glasses. Maybe I should get laser eye surgery. Who knows how much that costs? By the way, that's a thing I'm really thinking about lately. Um, so if it costs, I don't know, seventy million dollars, I won't do it. But if you've had success with it, if you know someone who could do it, uh, for a reasonable price let me know all right i'm thinking about it i am i just started thinking about it recently maybe i should do that instead of just getting new glasses because i don't know i don't like getting glasses anymore it's just a pain in the ass so this might be a me problem you know this might be an issue where i just can't see or maybe i sit uh, too far back from the tv or whatever but when people text each other on tv like you know the character opens their phone or uh, opens it's not a flip phone uh <laughs> they pull up their phone and they see a text, and they're texting, and the little bubble, like you see them looking at their phone at the bottom of the screen, the top of the screen are the messages. I can never read what they say, and it drives me bananas. Not a fan. TV people, make it bigger for those of us who can't see. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's just a me problem. Maybe I've already discussed this on the show. That's why I won't sit on it for too long. But am I alone in this? Am I the only one who has a problem with this? Like, can all of you read your TVs just fine? Can I just not see? Is that it? Maybe. I don't know. Um, again, I don't mind it as a device on the TV show because people text each other in real life or Instagram or whatever. But yeah, when they put up like screenshots or things of like, hey, look what this person sent me and they like zoom in on the screen, I can never read what it says. And it bothers me. Make it, make, you can make the font bigger for people like me who can't see. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But there you go. Oh, man. I, I just remembered that there was a thing I wanted to tell you. I don't know where I'm going to shoehorn this in. I'll put a coin and do another sound effect. But uh, when we started being on the staff, Tim and I, we had to go in. And, uh, okay, so the radio station was in the middle of the – well, not the middle, but um, near one of the entrances of the cafeteria and in this little hallway on the way to the bookstore. So – there was a little lounge right across from us, and then, you know, people walking by to the bookstore, people coming in and out for lunch and dinner, going to the bathroom, whatever. 
And so we had little speakers out so people could actually hear the radio station because what good is a station if the people in the school can't listen to it, right? So for a while, they were on and people could hear the station and it was great. It worked out. And then apparently the people at the bookstore complained because, hey, that stuff is too loud or whatever. I don't know. Uh, but again, what's the point of having the station if nobody can hear it, right? So we figured out how to turn those down, and uh, I guess it was okay. And then all of a sudden, they were off. And then we're like, okay, well, that's weird. So we called in an electrician, or the school electrician. We didn't call one ourselves, but the uh, <laughs> the school electrician was like, all right, here's what we have to do. I know how to do this, but for whatever reason, he didn't do it. Like He told us, I know how to do this, but I'm not going to do it. And we're like, why are you? Then why are you here? Why are you telling us that you can do this if you're not allowed to do it? So we had to get a new mixer, a new board, because the other one crapped out. So we had somebody come in and install that, and it was weird because for some reason the station volume and the outside volume were under were on the same channel. So that meant that whatever knob or slider that you used to adjust the total volume of the station also adjusted the speakers and vice versa. So what would happen after we figured that out and got that connected so people could hear the station, we would have it up. And apparently we learned that some of the maintenance guys would sleep in the lounge overnight or at some point during their late shift. And so they would go in and turn down the station, the whole station, so nobody could hear it because it was too loud on the speakers. And I was like, all right, that seems weird, but whatever. That's what we were told. And this electrician guy was like, oh, yeah, we can do this and this and this, but I'm not going to do it. And I'm like, all right, that's that's strange. But then what we learned is that this guy, this was so weird. This guy was so strange. He would take a list, a playlist of his music, like a bunch of his music files that he had from wherever, and he labeled it. You know, he put his name on the folder, this guy's music. And it was one thing to have your stuff on the computer, and if you wanted to, like, make a playlist to play while you're working or whatever, that would have been fine. What he did was he put his music into the core format of the station without telling anybody. He just did it. And it was like, you know, classic rock stuff from 70s and 80s. And so Tim and I, again, we rebranded to 90s and then we're listening. And all of a sudden, you know, you get a song from the 70s and we're like, what the hell is this? So we went in and we saw the folder in there. Like, why is this dude's music on the like in the playlist? Like, again, it being on the computer is not a problem, but he was going in and moving his own music into the core format of the station so it would play with all the 90s stuff we were trying to do. So we're like, what the hell? So we went in, we took it out, and then every couple of weeks, he would put it back in. Like, I guess he would go in and, and try to do his work or whatever and be like, oh, I want to hear this music. All right, make a playlist, put it in there while you're working, and then leave it alone. But every few weeks, this guy would put his stuff back into our core list. Like without, he didn't tell us, he didn't ask us if it was cool. He apparently thought he was a member of the staff of the station for some reason, even though he did not do anything to actually help us. Like he looked at all the wires, he said, oh, I know what to do, and then did not do any of it to help us. But for some reason, he thought that uh, he was a part of the team and that meant he could put his music into the station. And it was just like, why? Why, why are you doing this? Why? And the maintenance guy who told us that also told us a story that I cannot repeat about that electrician. Uh, it was just like, it, it, it all made sense, I guess. And so it was just really weird. Like other times we'd come in and that's how we found out that the guys were turning it down because we'd come in and the station will be off. 
nothing would be playing. We'd try to pull it up on our computers, nothing. So we'd go over and, oh, it was turned down. So we had to leave them a note like, hey, please don't turn this down because the station goes off the air and that's not good. Also at this time, we were trying to get sponsors. And so people aren't going to you know, pay for ad time if your station's off the air for six hours a day, right? So that was weird. I just thought of it after I finished recording. So I'm going to have to shoehorn this in somewhere. Uh, I just always thought that was a weird story. Like this dude who thought he was part of the team would come in and not help us at all and then uh, try to make changes for no reason. So, yeah, that was um, that was interesting. We uh, we made fun of that guy often, and uh, I hope he's doing okay somewhere else. Or, where, or maybe he's still there. I don't know. But uh, I hope he's all right, and I hope that they figured out how to, I don't know, how to handle that situation. I think uh, by this time the station has moved to the student center, which always kind of made more sense to me. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I haven't been back to the sales since I graduated, so... I have no idea. I would like to go back, although, you know, as I'm recording, we're in the middle of a pandemic. So who knows? When this comes out, we're probably still going to be there. So I don't know. I would like to go back and visit. That would be awesome. But uh, yeah, just wanted to throw in that story before I got out of here about the weird electrician who, for some reason, thought he was part of the team, even though he didn't help us. All right. So uh, you'll hear a sound, maybe the pooper, because we loved using the pooper sound. And, uh, and then I'll wrap the show. All right. There you go. Then he threw this at me. He said, yeah, it would be awesome to put cameras in the card racks and film what people do when they're back here thinking no one can watch them. And I thought about it, like, okay. And at that time, I had seen a few people who were doing some kind of weird stuff. Uh, but now, looking back at my whole tenure and thinking of all the people who I witnessed do some silly things while they thought people weren't watching, uh, it would be gold. And <laughs> I think it'd be really great. He said you could call it card tricks. That's card tricks. There we go. Um, and I'm like, man, this is awesome. And he told me a story of a time he was in a card store. And he heard or saw a woman berating her child while buying a card. And he said, yeah, the kid was, um, you know, probably four or five or six or whatever. Uh, and, had, and was learning to read or had just learned, kind of started to learn how to read. And picked up a card for her brother or their uncle or whoever. And the mom was like, oh, what are you doing? You, you have to read that. And oh, it's not appropriate. Apparently mom thought the card was inappropriate and uh, lost her mind on the child. Again, a child who was just learning how to read thought, hey, you know, this is a funny picture or whatever on the front of the card. And maybe this would be good for, you know, whoever, Johnny, Jimmy, Joey, whoever was getting the card. Uh, mom did not think so and took the extra step to just dump all over the kid in the middle of the store, and that's always like seeing a kid getting yelled at in the store for something so trivial, something so... Like, that doesn't deserve a public tantrum from the adult. Maybe I'll put it that way. Um, yeah, so... I was just like, alright, that's, you know, like, that's a good story for this show, for a show like this, because people would watch that and go, oh, man, yeah, and then they would think of a story of, oh, man, I remember when my mom got mad at me at the store or something, or or... They'd go, hey, I remember when I was that parent one time, and they'd think, oh, well, well, that kid should have whatever. And so you have this kind of social divide just off one story, and then you go through some other things, and some are funnier, and uh, that would be one that I think would make the show. I th and Jim said this would be the perfect first segment of the show. Uh, his friend Fern disagreed. She thought she went as far, not to say, oh, you shouldn't lead with that. She thought that segment would end up on the cutting room floor. Like, you would shoot that, and the producers, the suits, 
apparently I was going to be one of them in this scenario, uh, would look at that and go, no, we can't run that. That's going to be like a blooper reel or a deleted scene or something. Um, no, I don't know. I- I'm going to disagree with Fern on this one. Not that I know if Fern is listening or Jim is listening. If you are, um, if you did follow me to the podcast realm, I do appreciate it, although it's been several years and uh, have not had any contact with them for a while. But anyway, if you're out there, I appreciate it. Thank you for this idea. And now it's getting its own episode. So how about that? I'm in a Facebook group for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, the remastered edition that came out last year. Because I thought, oh, if people want to play online, um, you can unlock some achievements or just kind of mess around or whatever. So I said, sure, I'll jump in this group and see if we can add some people, have some fun. Um, I don't really do any online stuff like I thought I would. I did it a couple times, but I'm not very good. But then I get a, a message or somebody posted like, hey, does anybody play on PC? And I thought, well, oh, you're looking for somebody to, to play with, somebody to um, get the achievement because you, one of the achievements in the game is like if you start an online party and invite somebody to do it, then they unlock an achievement and you get points toward a, a deck or something. I don't remember what it was. So I thought, oh, this person is doing this for that. They're saying, hey, let's get, I want to get this achievement. Can you jump on? Can we jump online and do the thing? So I was like, oh, you know, my username, the Melting Pat, you know, let's jump in. I can play. Uh, well, you got to let me know ahead of time so I can kind of be down here for a few minutes where I can do it. And I'm like, okay, great. So I'm waiting for something. Like, I guess I had jumped in the game maybe that day or the day after. And I was expecting to see like an invite or a message like, hey, are you on? Hey, can we do this? And then instead, I got a Facebook message. You play on PC, Tony Hawk. And I'm like, yeah, I thought you wanted to play it. So I gave you my uh, my gamer tag or handle or whatever. And uh, he's like, oh, would you be able to let me try the game? And I was like, wait, what? And I read it a couple times. Like, can you let me try Tony Hawk, your Tony Hawk's Pro Skater so I could see if I like it or whatever? And I was like, I I, don't, I thought about it. I'm like, I, I don't think I can do that. I mean, the only way that I can realistically think that could happen is if I gave this random person on the internet my username and my password to log into my thing, and then he would have, uh, he or she, whoever it was, I forget, uh, would have access to my entire library and be able to purchase things and all that, probably, I don't know, um, but would have access to everything in that, you know, in that account. And I'm like, no, because then you could change your password and lock me out, and then I'd be So I'm like, nope, we're not doing that. So I said, oh, sorry, uh, I couldn't do that. You know, I wouldn't be able to begin to know how to do that, even if I wanted to. So sorry. And then they're like, oh, okay, thanks. And then a couple of days later, I get another message, same person saying, hey, uh, I have, you know, points or money or something, some kind of reward money from the other game store. And so Tony Hawk for PC is on Epic and the other game store is Steam. And it's like, oh, I have like Steam bucks. Would you want to buy them? So then I can use that money to buy Tony Hawk in Epic. And I was like, no, no, I'm good. Essentially, this person wanted me to buy the game for them, like gift them. Like, I know they were giving me whatever Steam. I don't know what Steam bucks are. I play a lot of games on Steam. I don't know what the that means. But uh, I was like, no, essentially, this person wanted me to pay them whatever it was, $50, $60 in Steam money and real money from me for Steam money from them so they could buy Tony Hawk. And again, this person is a stranger to me. The only connection we have is this Tony Hawk group on Facebook. And they just randomly messaged like, hey, can I, first it was, can I log into your account essentially and play the game? And then it was, will you give me money so I can buy the game? And I was like, no, 
no, I'm not doing that. I'm not a charity service. I'm not, you know, you can't, I'm not made of money. Am I like clipping? What's going on here? I'm hearing a really weird noise in my headset here. I don't know what's going on, but I hope everything sounds okay. Um, so it was like, can you basically, can you buy this game for me? Hey, stranger on the internet, can you buy this game for me? And I was like, no, no, I'm not doing that. And then it went on sale. And I think the person bought it when it was on sale. So they stopped bothering me. So I'm like, that's great for me because uh, that was really weird. Like, don't ask a random person to buy you things. Like, unless you're setting up a GoFund. If they, you know what? If the person would have set up like a GoFundMe or uh, what's the other one? Uh, well, Kickstarter, you have to like do a project. So that's different. But uh, if they set up a GoFundMe for like 50 or 60 bucks, whatever it was, like, hey, I want to buy Tony Hawk. I probably I could have contributed to that. <laughs> Like, I'm not going to give you the full price for the game. I'll give you like $5, but I'm not going to, you know, to help you reach your goal, but I'm not going to give you the full price for a game, someone I don't know. But that's, you know, five bucks is enough for a bit, right? That's not too much for a funny joke, right? So like, okay, so I guess here's the lesson. I'm not just dumping on this person, but I mean, I am, but uh, here's the lesson. If you want something, and instead of asking for a, a stranger's assistance, ask multiple strangers via GoFundMe and um, maybe if it's fun enough, like if it's like, hey, I want this game for, I want uh, Super Mario Golf or whatever that, what is it? Golf Stars, whatever the hell it's called. Like, I want that. It's however much. And I, you know, I'd like to get it before whatever. I like, like I'm say I'm going on a trip, right? And I don't, I won't have the money until afterward. So can I like, all right. So in this scenario, you have money allocated for this trip, souvenirs, gas, food, whatever. And then, oh, I want to do this thing while I'm on the trip or like traveling. Uh, I want to be able to play this game, but I've already allocated all the money I can for the trip. So I don't have enough for the game. That's when you put up a little GoFundMe, say, hey, I'm going on a trip, uh, you know, next Friday and I'm not going to have the money uh, before then. So if you want to help me out, everybody gives me, you know, $5. I only need to talk to 12 of you or however many, uh, however expensive the thing is. Like in that scenario, I'd put five bucks for that because that's funny. Like that's a bit, that's a funny bit that I would do. And five bucks is like, all right, here you go. Right. But I'm not going to sit here and give you the full, like 60 bucks or whatever the price was for a brand new game. I don't even spend 60 bucks on new games for myself. So, and that was even before I had a kid, right? Before I, all of my time was, uh, was (laughs) well reallocated to doing that stuff. So yeah, no, don't do that. Don't ask a stranger to log into their game account or to give you money for a brand new game. Uh, do a GoFundMe and get five bucks from a bunch of people or 10 bucks or whatever. And uh, it might take you longer, but it'll be less weird. And that's funny. That's kind of funny. All right, um, let's get off of that. That's so, that's so weird. If that person listens, I mean, I don't mean to insult them, but that was a weird thing that they did. It was just a weird, like, don't ask somebody that. Don't ask a stranger that. But I do want to wrap today with a retail story, one that I cannot believe I have not told on this show as of yet, because it was so funny, and I, I remembered it the other day when uh, somebody came by and I was talking about candles or something, and um, if you don't know, I worked in a fancy card store slash gift, slash gift shop where we sold, among many other things, candles, and they were big jar candles, I just shouted out, Yankee candles, and, you know, big jars, people love them, they're very expensive, but They are really good candles, to be fair. I have a couple of them. We couldn't use candles for a long time because of the guinea pigs, and that's bad for them. But uh, now that we don't have them anymore, sad face, 
I might get some fall fragrances because the apple cider one is really good and the cinnamon something or other is really good too. So anyway, uh, I just made you all hungry and or uh, run out to go buy candles. Either way, you're welcome. So if you don't know, if you don't buy candles, you may not know that, you know, you can pick up the jar and smell it or smell the lid. You get the, the sense of the fragrance that you want to buy. But what you might not realize, and I didn't realize this too until I started working there, people are like, oh yeah, this happens, is that the scent is different from the jar. It like it can be wildly stronger or not as or weaker than what you smell in a jar when you burn it. Right. So basically it can be a little different, a little jarring. I know there's one at Christmas that it's peppermint something or other that it doesn't smell too strong in the jar, but when you burn it, I'm told, it really takes over the room. So that can happen with other with other fragrances. So this guy came into the store, right? It's the middle of the day, and this guy comes in and he's looking at candles. It's not unusual. But he's looking, it's not unusual to be loved by anyone. But sorry, had to be done. You remember back in the day when I used to do music news on this show and 90% of my stories were about Tom Jones? <laughs> there you go. Um, where was I? Candles. Guy came in, middle of the day, nobody really in the store, a couple people milling about, getting stuff, whatever. And I don't remember who was working with me. I'll have to reach out to Amy to see if it was her. But I, uh, I was ringing somebody up. And at this store, I remember this was downstairs because if it was upstairs... I feel like the situation would have been somehow more dire. I don't I don't know how to explain that if, unless you know both of the stores where I worked. But anyway, um, the candles were... So you come into the store, and on the left, you have, well, what during ornament time is the ornament wall, the registers, and then the candles. So I'm at the register, ringing up somebody, and this guy comes in, he's looking at the candles, and this is, not, again, not unusual for people to do. Pick up a couple... Smell the jars. I'd say, hey, you can just pick up the lid instead of picking up the whole jar because people will drop them and break them, and then it's a whole mess. So he's like, oh, okay, I got it. So he's picking up lids. He's taking off the glass lids, smelling them. Okay, oh, that one smells good. That one smells good. And this guy goes, oh, man, it was like a rainwater or a... No, it was a... Oh, damn it. It was... No, yeah, it was. It was like rainwater or fresh rain or something like that. And he's like, man, this one smells really good. I might get this one. And I'm like, okay, you know, he'll get it. People buy candles. Uh, maybe they heard about it or they're like, oh, I really like that smell in the jar. Let me bring that home. So then I'm thinking the guy's going to bring up the candle. So I'm kind of getting ready with a little bag, maybe a little box. And I'm preparing to get this, to ring up this guy's candle. And all of a sudden he pulls out a lighter and he lights the f candle. Again, inside a store, in the mall, in the middle of the day. And he just pulls out a lighter and lights a goddamn candle just in the middle of the thing. And I'm just like, dude, no, what are you doing? I was like, uh, I said that internally, but I was like, uh, no, you can't do that here, buddy. And he's like, wait, what? I'm like, yeah, dude, put that out. Like, what do you do? Why would you think that's okay? You're going to set off the sprinklers and you're going to ruin all the stuff in here. You got to put that out. And so he puts the lid on top of the thing. He meant to blow it out. And I said, no, no, put the lid on top of it. So he puts the lid on top of the thing. And because again, if you blow out the candle, the smoke gets up and you could still set off the sprinklers. I don't know how sensitive they were. And uh, that would ruin 90% of our merchandise because it's all paper. <laughs> so I was like, all right, man, like, what the hell are you doing? 
It's like, well, first of all, you have to buy that now. Second of all, don't light things on fire in the store, buddy. I was like, dude, what? Did, why did you think that would be okay? And he's like, well, I, I just wanted to smell it uh, as it burned. You know, it can be different from the jar, and I wanted to make sure that it was going to be good when it burned. This was his honest answer. And he just looked at me like he couldn't understand what the problem was. What, all right, where did this guy come from? Where did he grow up that no one taught him not to light on fire indoors? Or at all, really, but like, buddy, 90% of our stock is paper. What are you doing? I mean, not to say that, you know, he's going to cause a wildfire in the store by lighting one candle, but what the, I don't know what else this guy's going to do. I don't know if this guy's, you know, unstable in some way. Like, what the f***? What are you doing? Why? Why? Can someone, I need somebody to, to leave me a voicemail or send me a voice memo, 209-867-7638 or uh, tmpfanmail, gmail.com. Write in, call in, something. I need to know, first of all, have you ever done this? If you have, uh, well, no, maybe don't tell me that because I'm upset about this. But in what universe is this okay? Like, is there some kind of subset of humans who do this all the time and I just don't know them? So yes, I want you to write in. I don't, I mean, I kind of ask for things, but yes, I would like you to write in and let me know if maybe I'm missing something and this is a thing that people do to test out the candles before they buy them. Can we do that? Let me know, all right? Because I, I got nothing. I don't know what would possess someone to light a candle inside a store that sells 90% or more of paper products. I don't understand. I, I just, I don't know. Even take out the what we sold as part of it. Like, why would you light a candle inside the mall? I, I just don't, I don't understand it. I don't know. I don't know what this person was thinking. I don't know. I was just like, dude, you can't do that. Like, don't light candles indoors. Like, why would you, especially if it's one you haven't paid for. But even then, like, just don't do it. And he did buy the candle, by the way. Sorry, I'm choking through coughs here. I cut the grass this morning, and again, I get all weird when it happens. Anyway, he did buy it, and he's like, oh, I don't, he's like, I don't really like it that much. I was like, well, you lit it in the store, so it's yours now. You have to buy it. And he goes, oh, yeah, all right. So he did, and it was just like, why would you, why? Who, who taught you that that was all right? Or even some kind of secret organization that you go around doing this? I don't know. Man, I, uh, I must have been by myself at the time because there's no way that someone else wouldn't have brought that up to me some other point. Be like, hey, you should talk about this. I'm going to reach out to Amy about this and see, or Donna, and see if they know what's going on because Jesus Christ, this guy, like, why would you light a kid? I don't know. Again, write in, call in, let me know. Maybe, um, maybe this is a thing that happens. Or if you can figure out what this guy was thinking, I would like to know. So yes, I wanted to smell it as it burned. Buddy, that's why you buy it. Yes, this might sound a little different. Uh, I hope I can get rid of the noise because I'm on the old mixer, which is very noisy because it was $30 or however much it cost. Uh, it was very cheap. And well, the saying goes, you get what you pay for, right? So that's where we are. And the reason I'm on the old mixer is because the power supply for my other mixer, the better one, it's still noisy, don't get me wrong, but it's better than this. It got wet the other day. And I decided, I mean, I let it dry overnight, and then I decided, well, I'd rather not take any chances because uh, the extension 
cord that it was plugged into also got some water on it, and I decided, yeah, you know what? Let me just go back to the old mixer for a little while, save up for a new one, or you know maybe buy a new power cable. Let me know if you think that I should buy a power cable for the mixer to replace it, uh, or should I save up my money and buy a new mixer? Also, if you'd like to donate to that fund, the links are in the show notes. <laughs> I don't mind talking for donations. Make me sound better than this. So what had happened was, I've mentioned before, I have a little next fan on my desk, which is essentially a portable air conditioner. You pour water in the top, and you know it cools you down. You got to be right next to it, right in front of it, uh, to really feel it. But it cools you down. You know, it feels it's really warm down here. It's stuffy. There's no window in this little room. Uh, the door's open, but still, it's warm and gross. And last week it was super humid, so I had it on, and uh, I had just filled the top of the next fan so it was basically full when this happened and i got up and i guess the usb cord was tangled uh, or something like that because the whole thing toppled over onto my desk and uh, got water all over the floor and onto some of the electronics some of the wires here and it was very scary because well what happens usually when water and electricity come together uh, it's not good so i yelled expletives as loud as possible. Luckily, nobody was here, but I'm sure people down the block heard it and uh, were wondering what was going on. So I, I was I, like freaked out. I picked up the thing, put it on the floor. I turned off the power strip. I moved everything. And um, yeah, I, I freaked out for a little bit. And, and I just kind of tried to get things done quickly as, as quickly as I could without ruining anything else. So I you know unplugged all the stuff. Like the power strip was gone. I replaced that. The extension cord, gone. The mixer, power cable, gone. The, some other uh, auxiliary cables, hard drive cables, stuff like that. All have been replaced. I'm okay. Everything is fine. Um, all of the things, uh, save for the mixer, power cable, have been replaced. And uh, yeah, it was pretty terrifying. It was a dumb accident. And I have since rearranged this room uh, or the, the cable situation here. Why didn't I do that at first? I don't know. But I have rearranged it all. So we should have no more big accidents like that. At least I hope not. We have configured the room in such a way where we should be all right. It's just frustrating because it was a dumb thing. And I could have easily prevented that. But for whatever reason, I didn't do it. I have to shout out. Uh, let me say hi to Doug from Almost Better Than Silence who recommended the desk that I have because he has the same one. And at the bottom of the desk, there's a little crossbar that is about an inch wide. And that little crossbar saved my tower from getting wet because like some of the cables got a little water splashed on them. But um, this little inch wide crossbar got wet and therefore saved my computer from any water damage at all. So thank you so much, Doug, for the suggestion. I don't know what I would have done had it been, uh, well, it would have been a complete disaster. It was only kind of a disaster. And I feel like a an idiot. Uh, just because this happened at all. But we are rearranged, and now I am uh, on the old mixer, and um, the only way I could go more old school is if I pulled out the headset instead. But I, I, I want to save you from, from that low quality. You're already getting a lower quality sound anyway. I do have some canned episodes I might be able to play in the meantime, but I kind of want to save those for when I'm legitimately not here to record the show. So I don't know. Um, so back to my question there, 
Should I save up for a new mixer or get a cable to replace the one that got wet? Because I'm not taking any chances. I just threw them all away and replaced them all. I know I could have probably used them as, I, as they dried out, but I figured, you know what? It was enough water in a concentrated area that I didn't want to, I didn't feel safe doing that. So yeah, sorry, the show's going to sound a little, uh, a little worse for the wear, I guess, for the next few weeks or months. I don't know, however long it takes me to save up money for the mixer or if I get the cable. So let me know. Never wrapped the Melting Pat if I should save for a new mixer or buy the cable, or I could do both. I mean, if you think I should buy the cable and use the mixer in the meantime and then save up for a, um, a better thing, let me know that too. How's that sound? Good? No? All right. Let me know. Either way, let me know what's up. All right. So yeah, the show's going to sound different. My apologies because I'm an idiot and I nearly fried my PC the other day, but we are all good. Everything uh, is in working order and everything's been replaced and all that. So we are good to go and I am safe. Thank you for asking. So there, the baby on the cover of the Nirvana album Nevermind, which came out 30 years ago now, his name is Spencer Eldon. He decided that he's going to sue every member of the band and photographers and all this stuff, $150,000 each. It's like eight or ten people who are listed, including uh, one of the drummers, a, an early drummer of the band who's not featured on this album at all. So I don't know, just grabbing at straws, I guess. So he's decided now that he's been exploited sexually and it's pornographic or something like that because he's a nude baby on the cover of a, a CD. So, or cassette, I guess, back in the day. And is it on vinyl? Probably. If not then, it certainly would be now. Um, so he decided, hey, I'm gonna, I need money, I guess, because, and the reason I say it that way is because for years, five times, in fact, he has recreated the cover with, you know, trunks on or whatever. He's recreated that cover. He has kind of made some money at conventions and whatnot based on being this guy. Like, hey, I'm on the, um, that's me. I'm on the cover of the album. And so he has used it throughout his life as a thing. Like, this is the thing I did, you know, give me money or like take a picture with me and pay me or whatever. So he has used this to his advantage over the years. And now suddenly he's suing the band and said, hey, I was sexually exploited as a baby. What the hell? I want money now. So I'll admit I haven't looked too deeply into this. I've heard a rumor that he joined a new religion and his pastor uh, encouraged him to, I don't know, purge bad things in his life and go soothe him or something. I don't know how that works, but um, if anybody knows, let me know. So that's one thing that could have happened, or, you know, both of these could have happened, is that he fell on hard times. Maybe he lost his job, maybe he's getting divorced or whatever, but uh, I would say he needs money now, and he decided, hey, wait a minute, I was exploited as a baby, damn it, give me some money. And I'm not going to say he wasn't exploited because he, like, he couldn't have made the decision whether or not to do that. However, I don't think he's going about this the right way. Look, if you need money, you need money. I'm not going to fault you for that. But if you, um, I mean, I could fault you if you blew it on a Ponzi scheme or something. But if you're going to sue, why go after the band? Start with your parents. Or why, maybe not even why go after the band, but why go the exploitation route? What you should be mad about is that your dad got paid 200 bucks on the day of the shoot and you've received no other money since then from the sales of the album, right? I would think you would have wanted, and maybe his dad didn't think about this, but maybe you would have wanted something in the contract that says, hey, I'm on the cover, you can use my photo, but I want, you know, 1% of every sale, 1% of the total sales or whatever, however you would work it out. 
I would think that's what you could sue over, although it's certainly a better case, I would think, than, you know, sexual exploitation. But because there was probably no contract and, like, somebody just paid him cash, you might not have a real leg to stand on. But I think that's better than, oh, uh, now I decided 30 years later that it's a problem, even though I've made money through this, like, using this thing that I did over the years. Now I'm mad about it and want money. I would, I mean, sue your parents for not, you know, setting you up properly. That's a civil suit, isn't it? You can sue your parents for not, um, I guess, for not uh, setting up compensation or something like that. Or go after the band and say, hey, you know, I want money. Like, you've made money from this album. I want some of it. And maybe, at the very least, they'll settle out of court to make you go away. And maybe they'll do that for this, too. Maybe this, maybe this will even get laughed out. I don't know. But I would think that if you're going to sue... At least take the more like logical route and say, hey, I should be getting money. I should have been getting money for this all along. Now I want some. At least you could do that instead of saying, oh, I was exploited. When at least five times you've recreated this cover to make money from it, to use the image and say, hey, this is me. You know, talk about me, everybody. Love me or whatever the case was. But you can't really turn around and say, oh, I was exploited. When you've exploited it yourself, you like you've used yourself to make money or make a name off this thing, and now you decide you're not okay with it, that's that's no good. Come on, man. Come on. You know, can we get a boo? Can we boo this man, Jerome? Thank you. Boo this man! Boo! I love when I get to boo people. God, what a... Uh, at least sue for royalties, right? Come on. Sue for the right thing. All right. Uh, what is a very specific food item that you love, whether from a certain place or prepared a certain way, because I had this thought about something that I love that people think is weird or that no one else really likes. So we'll get to mine. Maybe I'll do mine at the end. How about that? Should we do that? No, you know what? We'll start with mine. Uh, Movie theater nachos, specifically AMC movie theater nachos. And I don't know if it's because it comes in a nice little tray, if the, like the Tostitos chips are very, they're perfectly rounded almost, and they can, you can still break them up and the cheese or, you know, what they call cheese, it tastes enough like cheese to me, is nice and warm. I know it's been under a heat lamp probably for several hours, but it's warm when you first get it, and it doesn't have any of those weird spicy in it like some other movie theaters have. Like, it's just cheese, and there's a little, you know, uh, I don't know, there's a little texture to it, but yeah, just like, I don't know why I started buying nachos at the movies, because I do love popcorn, but, you know, something about it, like it comes in a little thing for you, you got the your chips in there, you got your cheese, and it's all in a nice little package, and you're ready to go. I don't know why, but AMC Movie Theater Nachos, I love them, and uh, that's the only thing I miss about not going to the movies. Everything else can but <laughs> but I do miss those movie theater nachos, and yes, I'm aware that I could, I mean, I could just go to a movie theater and get the not get the snacks and bring them home. Uh, my friends at Cello Pools did that. I put it up on Instagram, and they were like, hey, we went to the movie theater, and bought snacks to bring home with us to watch a movie at home. I'm like, that is a great idea. That's awesome. And I wish I lived close enough to a movie theater or uh, I maybe wasn't so lazy to go to the movie theater and get, um, although I think now because we moved, the United Artists is closer than the AMC. Damn. All right. Well, there you go. So much for that. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's me. AMC movie theater nachos. Uh, I love them. I don't know why. It's just the right thing. It's just, I don't know. So good. 
we had to get out of the house. So I said, all right, I strapped him into the carrier. Thank you, Bridget and Josh. Again, uh, that thing's been a lifesaver. He It's a pain in the ass to get on, to get him into, but once he's in, he loves it. So thank you very much. So uh, he and I get a little stir crazy. So I'm like, all right, that's it. We're going to take a walk and uh, we're going to go somewhere. And I was hungry too. So I said, all right, Wawa's about 15 minutes away. And about a 30 minute walk is, I think, just what we needed. So we go to Wawa, and plus it's hot turkey season and pumpkin spice season and all that. I did not get pumpkin spice on this particular day. We went uh, a couple days later, maybe a week later, and we tried the burgers and fries, and they were very good. I recommend if you're at Wawa uh, at dinner time after four, then get the burgers and fries. They're very good. So anyway, uh, we went for lunch on this particular day, and I was like, all right, let's go. I'm going to get my hot turkey. And the kid's going to hopefully calm down. Maybe he'll fall asleep. He ended up falling asleep. So I'm waiting to order a sandwich. You know, people are at the touchscreens, and I'm like, okay, I'll just wait my turn. I'm in no real rush. It's no problem. So I'm waiting, and a lady comes in and cuts in front of me, lady pushing a stroller. She cuts in front of me, and I'm like, all right, the old Pat might have been mad about that, but now, you know what? I got my son with me. I'm going to get my stuff anyway. It doesn't really matter when. It's all. It's going to be fine. So... I'm like, okay. So I asked her, I'm like, hey, are you waiting to order? And this woman, probably a couple years older than me, she turns to me and says, full of teenage attitude, yes, I am. And I said, whoa. I said, all right. And I decided, okay, there are two things I can do here. I can make a scene and call this woman a in front of everyone, but then that doesn't look good for me. And plus, again, my kid's with me and it's like, oh, what's this guy doing? Causing a stink with his kid on his thing. All right. So I'm like, okay, you know what? No problem. So I took a lap around the uh, the chips back there. Just let me get out of the way, remove myself from the situation. And I said, all right. So uh, I come back around and I notice that she had not, like she had already ordered. So she lied to me and was an about it. And I, I don't know why you would do, like, what did she think I had asked her? I said, are you waiting to order? I don't know what she could have confused that with. Maybe... She thought, uh, did you order already? I don't know. But in any case, there was no reason for her to be a for the sake of it. I don't really know what her plan was. So I learned she already ordered. And so she ended up cutting in front of me and parking her dumb ass with her big stroller in front of me and just being a jerk for no reason at all. And yeah, I, you know, I, for a split second, I thought, you know, I'm, I'm stressed out. I got things going on, right? So maybe uh, I could use this opportunity to, uh, to vent some of those frustrations and kind of let it all out on this random stranger in the middle of Wawa. And I decided not to do that, because that's not smart. That's Because then I still go to this Wawa. I guess I'd have to find a new Wawa. But I still go to this Wawa, and the employees might recognize, hey, there's that wacko who flipped his on that random lady for some reason. And then what if I see that lady again? What if they, you know, what do they do, like beat me up or something? I don't know. Maybe I, my brain went to a number of different scenarios. Uh, none of them worked out well for me. So... I decided let's um, let's just leave it alone. They say, "Oh, okay, my bad. Sorry, my bad." And I just removed myself from it. And then you know she got her stupid ass out of the way. She left because she had already ordered and picked up her food. And so then I went and ordered my hot turkey, and uh, and it was delicious. I will say, by the way, I know this is going to sound bad, but I don't like stuffing. So I do appreciate that Wawa now gives me the option to order hot turkey and mashed potatoes. And that's it. Oh, and cranberry sauce. So it's the gobbler minus stuffing. 
So, and I appreciate that because I, I hate stuffing. It's gross. I don't know why. I've never liked it. So, yeah, I grabbed that and uh, and it was delicious. And then, like I said, we went back like a week later and got the burgers and fries. And it was like a good grocery store burger or like something that somebody would have for a cookout, right? It was one of those. And the fries were decent and the pumpkin spice milkshakes were awesome. So, highly recommend both the hot turkey and the uh, the burgers and fries from Wawa. Check them out. They're delicious. And your pumpkin spice. Um, oh, what is your pumpkin spice beverage of choice, by the way? Do you go latte? Do you go iced latte? I've done both. Um, I prefer the milkshake by far, but I'm not really a coffee or latte guy in general. So let me know. What's your favorite? Um, if you're into the pumpkin spice thing, if you're a basic white <laughs> like me, uh, <laughs> what is your pumpkin spice beverage of choice? Let me know. Is it a coffee? Is it something else? Um, I'd like to know. All right. So there you go. So all's well that ends well. I did not lose my cool on that random woman. I mean, I've done two print interviews with you with Vista over the last couple of years. And thank you for those, by the way. Of and uh, also thank you for not suing me for playing your music on the show. Cause I didn't I, like what I've learned no. <laughs> uh, about playing stuff on the show is all I need is permission yeah, from the people. That's all you need. And I didn't actually get yours at first. Cause you were like, Hey, share our stuff. And I was like, I'm just going to play it on the show and yeah, hope that it works. And it yeah. did. So I was like, okay, no, here I we go. It. We're doing the thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Um, yeah. So I've already asked you this question, but I, I want to have it on record because the way you answered makes me think this will also make me laugh. So before we get out of here, yeah. is a hot dog a sandwich? No, no, I don't think it is. I think I said no last time too. You did. That's why I asked. Because yeah, no, I knew you not. had the right answer. No, it's not. It's on a roll. Like a sandwich, in my opinion, is two pieces of bread. <laughs> yeah, see, this, see, I knew yeah. it. I knew but you were going to have the right answer. But also a hot dog could be served not on a bun. It could just be served by itself. I, I hate buns. I also hate hot dogs, but like I don't really like buns. So I would, I, when I was a kid growing up, I used to just eat the hot dog like by itself. Plot twist. I also hate hot dogs. I, they're ne- they're I mechanical. They're mechanical parts. Like they're f- disgusting. Anyone who <laughs> likes hot dogs is is disgusting. I literally hate them more than anything. I f- hate them. Hamburgers over hot dogs literally any day. You're literally eating mechanical parts mixed together with like ground up meat. Like weird. Yeah. It's yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> yeah, they're gross. I yeah. don't like it. <laughs> and people are like, oh, how do you take your hot dog? I'm like, bro, I don't eat that. I take it like not like i don't take it <laughs> i take it as a hamburger that's what i do exactly like i take it as anything but a hot dog <laughs> any other type of meat but a hot dog they're gross no i don't like them at all 